0: Yeah Of Prep Talk Live. And yes, folks, our browsers are straight. Our stereo speakers are unmuted. We have connections. We are here this week. We're very excited without the technical difficulties. We've made it happen. I'm Casey with Cascadia. We're getting better. As as always, as usual, Tup the Urban Prepper. What's up, Tup? How are (laughs) you?
1: uh doing pretty good just got done with uh work for a busy day working for the man and now i'm working for the man keeping it down yeah working for the man making paying the bills yeah Uh, (laughs) a lot of a lot of christmas shopping and and final things and i'm gonna be taking the last two weeks of the year off so having to kind of gear up for that but that's gonna be real nice maybe i'll get to sleep in a little bit
0: that would be nice that would be lovely yeah the uh the kind of the the rush up to vacation time kind of is the like Are you doing that? You're taking the like in between days as well. So you get like the holiday break and then you get the in between and then New Year's and then in.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I don't, I, after this Friday, I don't go back to work until 2022 and then the world will be over by then.
0: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Now have you made sure to tell everyone that you will see them next year? Not that you'll see them tomorrow. I I,
1: I never do that joke because it's always like, I don't know. I feel it's all played out, but, uh, but I might throw it in. So.
0: I think it, it must have like it. First off, is jumping the shark still a phrase that people use? Is oh yeah. That a oh thing? Yeah. yeah. And then it's funny. so. I feel like this is the year that it jumped the shark because <laughs> everyone has always put it out there, but I have seen so much backlash in the last week to people saying, "Don't say see you next year." Well, I, I have no idea where this anger is coming from.
1: Yeah, no, it's. I, I think it's, yeah. They they should be able to say if 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 the timing's right, you could go ahead and say it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Just say what say what you want to say. Say what you want to say. So anyway, we're going to kick this this week off. We're going to kick the show off with the you did what segment yep. where we talk about what we did last week, what sort of prepping projects and activities we did. Uh, how did we try to push our prepping plans forward? Um, Tup, do you want to do you want to kick us off or do you want me to to, to kick it off? I feel like we should like flip a coin. Before yeah. I, we jump
1: I, I, I just, up. I just moved all my coins. I had a whole bunch of coins on my desk. I had some <laughs> silver bullion, we could do, like true prepper style, but, uh, <laughs> uh, this, this past, what I've been working on is just trying to, uh, at, the, at the start of the the you know, COVID and everything, uh, I think a lot of people kind of, I, to, I had a video called top off your preps where it's a lot of uh, topping off various things, especially on food and water. And I'm finding that a lot of the food that I had, uh, purchased that that, or before that time, because I kind of anticipated that there's going to be some uh, shutdowns and stuff, uh, is starting to come up to the expiration date. And I know that technically you could eat it past the the, the store by date or the sell by date, but I like keeping stuff fresh when I can. And so, uh, what we've been doing is kind of reorganizing like the canned goods that we have in, in various locations. So we have, we have our primary pantry, our add on COVID pantry, we have the garage pantry, and then I have a, a, a separate storage unit, which also has some food. So I try to uh, diversify my portfolio, but, uh, did the and pantry and I, take over one of the kids' rooms? Like no, if it took over. Now
0: it's sleeping.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it took over this one wall in our breakfast nook, and it's kind of like, like a, a I don't know. We, we it's a display pantry that we could show people, and and uh, yeah, but no, it didn't take over the display over. pantry
0: for your preps. Well, for for food <laughs> preps, yeah. what is happening to you?
1: I don't we're just, know. We're, you're displaying we're going your
0: preps for everyone? There's well, no, you know, you never nice talk about it. It's comments. like Fight Club.
1: Yeah. It's like Fight Club. <laughs> you don't talk about your preps, but uh, I, I feel like the canned food is okay. But uh, anyway, we've been making uh, various donations to uh, local food banks for that. That's what, that's what I do and what we do for our, uh, our food preps before they. We, before they expire or when they're approaching expiration is it's time to, okay, time to re-top off, but I want to make sure that it goes to good cost so I don't just throw it away. And so uh, there's local uh, charities and food banks that we usually gather up everything and especially like at uh, uh, Christmas time and, and and with Thanksgiving and other things too. And so uh, then another project that I've been working on, actively working on is that I was thinking, uh, okay, if the world ends in 2022 or if there's big massive shortages or we can't get anything, I was, I, because I've been planning like, Christmas meals now and then. We re- most recently did Thanksgiving. I was thinking, oh well, what if I can't get those items that I normally do for Thanksgiving and for Christmas? So I'm I'm starting to get get those p- p- purchased and organized now. So if there is a problem, like uh, uh, then there is a shortage on turkeys, I'm going to still be good to go and I'm still having my Thanksgiving turkey. So now, uh, as, as a, I'm actively your, working on that.
0: And part of your setup, do you have uh, extra freezers as well? Because that yes. was one of the things. We added that a couple of years ago. We added a chest freezer and then we added a garage freezer as well, like a stand-up secondary refrigerator that's a fridge and a freezer. Um, And that was one of the things that we've started to do. I think a lot of people, when they hear like prepper pantry, they think canned goods and dry stuff, but also like the idea of turkeys. Like you're not going to put that in the closet. That's not a good thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, I definitely we have a, our primary refrigerator refrigerator. We have a downstairs fridge. It also has its own freezer that has some uh, other stuff that, that's in the regular rotation. Then we have the garage fr- uh, freezer that has uh, a lot of the more long term things over there. And that's where the turkeys and the hams and stuff are going for uh, for next year's uh, Thanksgiving and for next year's you know, Christmas meal and things. So, uh, oh, got it. so
0: you're so you were getting the turkeys. A year now, before. I thought you were getting turkeys this year for the coming holiday. You're getting yeah. the t- turkey for next year.
1: Yes, exactly. So, Because you could store a turkey in the freezer. You for, are so oh.
0: much better at this than I am, Cliff. You're <laughs> so much better at this than
1: I <laughs> I, I, I doubt that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you could store a turkey for for over a year in the freezer. And uh, so, for me, it just kind of makes sense. Like, while they're available now, who knows if uh, – I don't know where turkeys come from. Maybe they, they, they bring them over from Greenland or something. <laughs> but uh, – uh, I'm just Here's preparing for
0: that. And, and if, when a mommy and turkey and a daddy turkey, Cliff, so get together. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, that's what I'm doing. It's just kind of a uh, holiday f- 2022 holiday food prep planning is what I'm doing.
0: That is fantastic. I have, we have a couple of extra turkeys. We usually get a couple cause we, we usually have a, a Thanksgiving at our house and then we have Thanksgiving with relatives. And then we usually do our own Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, so we do a couple of those. Um, this year we decided to smoke the turkey and yeah. I was curious about how that would work out so I got some backup turkeys just in case I screwed up the first turkey yeah. uh turned out very well actually been, one of these days when you come down we'll we'll do a dinner or something but no, the, come, um, although on. I won't make my smoked turkey we'll do something else but just, okay. just saying uh, um, but but yeah so I think we'll we'll hold on to those for till next year that's a great idea of kind of planning I thought I was being ahead planning for the coming holiday a couple of months ago, but planning for next holiday, yeah. So, uh, at least getting
1: good. the turkey and then whatever you eat for uh, uh, for Christmas, like this year for we we kind of do it like uh, uh, cuisines from like our family. So, like, I'm I'm a half breed Puerto Rican, so this year we're doing Puerto Rican uh, food, and uh, sometimes my wife is German, so sometimes we do German food, but I think planning those is meals she's only out... like sometimes
0: she's German. What is she the rest of the time? <laughs> so, is she like I'm Swedish today? Yeah, yeah, well,
1: so, it's Monday, sometimes, so she, sometimes she's German, sometimes she just pissed but uh uh yeah but that, that, that I, that's kind of the plan that i'm doing that yeah. but it's kind of hard to like when you're thinking about okay well how would i do mashed potatoes next year and so but technically you could cook the potatoes now and store them in the freezer for more than a year so you could have your mashed potatoes and gravy and all the stuff with fresh with well not with fresh but with uh potatoes that you cooked the year prior and it'll still be good so
0: That is a fantastic idea. I think the thing that would be tricky about that is there is a very good chance that those potatoes would not make it to next year, that they would be intercepted somewhere around March or April on a very hungry night that I would be having maybe, you know, around midnight or so watching the movie and be like, you know, there's mashed potatoes and gravy in the freezer.
1: (laughs) I, I feel like those would be a good option. If it's in the garage, one you're less likely to go there. But if it's in your primary freezer, you can. I think that would happen. So, uh, but then you have to kind of also worry about as a prepper is now. Okay, now we have an extra freezer. Now, how am I going to power that if the if the power goes down and the and the generators and stuff? So by just by planning like these these meals a year in advance, now I have to also kind of plan the the, the power of these uh, the devices that they're stored in uh, a year in advance as well. So try you know getting the generator and, and uh, getting it ready and making sure my gas is looking good and all that stuff. So.
0: Exactly. No, that, uh, yeah, the generator thing, the whole house generator, I think was a game changer for us, Yeah. um, which is not, it is an investment. It's a huge investment. It, uh, it is not something that, that, you know, anybody can probably get. It's a, it's really expensive, but but by getting it, like not having to worry so much about that, you know, for, for rolling power outages, earthquakes and things, we got a whole different problem with that. Is it a propane generator? It's a natural gas generator. So it's oh, okay, actually cool. hooked up to our, our natural gas line. Awesome. Uh, so if like during the, the snowstorms last year, when the power grid went down, the, elect- the standard electrical power grid went down, we still had natural gas and it kicked on and we had the entire house powered. So we could run literally everything and not have any, any interruption.
1: Yeah, we're uh, we that's our long term plan right now. We have like the portable generators, but uh, uh, the long term plan is to go with that. And we actually have a family member that has a generator business and that's what they do. So uh, but we, I need I need to make some more money. So uh, you, you probably flip some of your Lego displays and help pay for the whole house. Generator. I,
0: may, I may know a generator guy as well. OK, cool. Well, you you, you have a contact.
1: OK, <laughs> exactly.
0: Which, by the way, speaking of Lego, that's flipping. And we'll get back to what I did this week, but uh, did you see the article about Legos being a better investment than gold?
1: Uh, It doesn't surprise me, but I I know that I I spent an arm and a leg for my my son's Lego collection there.
0: So they, they
1: uh, they hold their value and they even increase increase in value. huh? Yes.
0: They said it was 11%. I think it was 11% compounded rate of return on Lego sets over the last, I don't know how many years. And so there was an article in the guardian uh, which I think is out of the UK. I think it was the, the British yeah. version of whatever it was. But they were, had done this analysis that showed that, that Legos, the, if you had invested in Legos, it was actually better return than investing in gold over the same period of time. So wow. needless to say, I will be making a video about that. Show. Yeah, you should.
1: yeah, it's kind of. I, I like thinking of. I think in terms of like how it compares to gold and silver, and what I. I think that buying food is a good investment. I think that it doesn't. Oh, exactly. Everyone needs it. You're always. I mean, you could eat it. You can't eat your gold. Uh, I guess you can, but uh, uh, maybe you could drink the silver. But a lot of some people do that. But, how uh, much
0: goldschlager do you have in your preps? No,
1: I. No, I, I had a bad goldschlager experience, and I, I had to get off of it at an early age. So uh, that, that, was, that was a long time ago, though. So, but yeah. <laughs> subjects i don't want to talk about some cool folks in the chat room too uh uh prep for it i know has been uh battling some stuff uh, the, the hospital has been uh kind of live streaming a lot of the the, the like her journey through that so glad to see you on on this one uh, prep for it
0: exactly great to great to have you here um hope you're doing well Uh um, so, yeah, so, so for me this week, uh, kind of in the, in the continuation of organization, I tend to always, when we get to the end of the year, uh, it's kind of the like year-end finances for our business and all of that sort of stuff. And I try to do a lot of like paperwork stuff. It doesn't always happen, but I try to kind of stay on top of it heading into January and then the new year. So this last week, I kind of started with um, going through all of the documents that are like aged out that we don't need to keep anymore. So the, you know, tax returns that are, you know, more than seven years old and old utility bills and stuff that we just kept, um, started cleaning all of that out. Yeah. And then also going through, um, I digitize pretty much every piece of paper that, that we have all of the, um, you like utility bills and, awesome. um, all of that sort of stuff. We just, when it comes in for the mail, we have a scanner on my wife's desk um, and it just scans in and it PDFs it automatically. And then we store it on a hard drive and then we don't have to worry about having the paper or where it goes. Um, and really, it also makes it simple because we don't have to really prioritize like what piece of paper do we need to keep and what do we need to not have? Like we just have it all and then you can search for it because um, they're all searchable PDFs. So that makes it really nice. So
1: well, do you use, a, well, you use it like a, like a real scanner? You don't use your phone for that then?
0: So I I use my phone for some things. Um, but yeah, we have a, a document, we have a, um, scan snap. It's the Fuji. I think it's the Fuji one. Um, it, it goes really fast. I'll, I'll put it in the description at some point cool. down below or something, but it's a, it's a, a document scanner. I see them a lot at like doctor's offices and, and attorneys offices and things. And you just scan, it scans super fast and and really really cool, high quality stuff and then it will automatically
1: need link we could, we could use a better scanner so
0: i can i can i can make that happen for you
1: okay. um, and so I you, use that you have your people get in contact with my people and we'll...
0: exactly my scanner people will get in touch with your generator people we'll okay. we'll make it work um, and so we use that for and and it also will then turn all the pdfs into searchable pdfs wow. so you can go into um, the library program that they have and search for like water bill, and it'll give you all, it'll pull up all the PDFs with your water bill, even if they're not named that. It'll just search the text. So it's really, really awesome. Um, some of the, the documents I actually keep in the cloud just so that we have them. Um, and then some of them might just keep on a hard drive. And then there are certain special ones that I only keep on an encrypted thumb drive. Um, so like IDs and that sort of stuff, in case we ever needed it and, and the ones that we had were destroyed we'd at least have some sort of a copy of it somewhere. Um, but that I only keep on a, on a solid state encrypted hard drive. Nice. Um, so yeah, and then we have, a, I have a flatbed scanner for like pictures. So that was another project I did a long time ago was scanning all of our paper pictures and yeah. like anything that would go in like a scrapbook or something.
1: Um, I think that's so important for like, uh, like to, to have for your like bug out bags and stuff to have that little thumb drive that has your whole. F- i I'd, we'd be devastated if like a house caught on fire and lost all the family photos, but we have a lot of them backed up in the cloud and on uh, uh, SD cards and stuff like that. But I, I think that's totally uh, super important to do, especially for. Uh, it's that's a prepping thing to do, I think.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we actually had a I had a, f- a friend uh, who was in Houston when the hurricane happened, and they were actually in the process of moving to the UK. And so they were just like two days before they were going to leave for the UK, the hurricane hit and all of their family photos got soaked and damaged and ruined. Um, and so there were pictures, she had pictures that she posted of them trying to dry them out in the storage facility, uh, like parking lot because they just didn't have another place to dry them. And I was like, you know, if we ever had an earthquake or a fire, God forbid, or something like that, like we do have a lot of paper pictures. I think our generation, you know, was the transition between digital and paper a lot of, a lot of ways. So most, most of the younger, most of the younger millennial folks, um, you know, are all digital. And so they don't have that. I have a bunch of photos from, you know, college. And then like my parents have pictures and stuff. And so trying to get all of that centralized, um, which also is nice because then you can share it with family members and stuff, but anyway. yeah, totally. So, yeah, so that was, That was what I did last week. Um, Excellent. So now let's talk about, where did this go? I've lost my little, my little background. Okay. So let's talk about, (laughs) oh, now I got to chat up, but they're talking about Legos.
1: Yeah, I see they're talking about Legos. Exactly. Uh, I'm sorry
0: to hear that no valuable sets. That's okay. You still might have a valuable set and just not know about it. That is a possible thing. Um. So uh, next up, we're going to talk about gear uh, as we get to that. It's the prep for me, gear recommendations. Uh, So we wanted to talk this week as it gets colder and colder and colder. It actually snowed in Portland yesterday uh, around keeping warm and things to keep warm. I think there's, you know, the obvious, you know, hats and gloves and things. Um, So for me, I picked my little thing is the Zippo electric hand warmers. Um these are awesome. They they actually heat up. I I've, I've tried the Zippo ones where you put the fuel in it and it kind of does its smolder thing or something. That has always scared me that like something is going to start on fire. I don't understand how it works and it makes me think it's going to light me on fire. Yeah. Um these are actually power banks that will heat up with the electrical uh the stored electricity. So the little one will uh, go for about 5 hours. And then the big boy over here um, will go for nine hours if you just do one side. You can actually heat up one side or both sides. Um, but then what's what's nice about it, what I really like is they actually have the charging ports on the, the front of them. So That's awesome. if let's say like when I went to the we went to the Timbers game, we went to the, the MLS Cup game. Um, sorry to hear that Seattle wasn't invited. Uh, apparently they aren't garbage. I don't know. Okay. I, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a soccer guy, but I went with a guy who was, and he was very excited about that. So Sam, that was for you. Uh, so, uh, so we went there and it was freezing cold, um, but we were only there for a couple of hours. So I had the, the hand warmers and they would keep my hands warm. And then I could also plug my phone in because there was enough charge to do both um so it was a nice little it's a nice little dual prep i like the dual prep action
1: yeah all
0: right so what do you got what's your what's your what's your thoughts
1: for for cold weather uh yeah yeah i I know there's a lot of really this is like the time of the season just the season for like like the winter preps videos i know canadian prepper does one annually for for those and we don't get that much snow up here but uh i i'm always a big fan of the, the the military wool blankets i'm making sure that there's one in the vehicle one uh I like having a lot on hand, uh, but I think like the winter prep that I think all preppers should have, most of them probably already do, is the the, the Mister Heater, the propane uh, heater that you could you could actually run indoors if need be. It's something that you could use when camping. Uh, if you're, you lose power, you need to warm a room and maybe use those wool blankets, attach them to kind of enclose uh, one one room of your home, and then use the Mister Heater with the propane. Uh, you could use the smaller canisters, or you could use the large five. Uh, uh, 20 pound ones, uh, and use, there's an adapter that you could use to connect to it. I think that's like, uh, for me, I, I have, we have two of them. Uh, we have, uh, I have the, the big one and the little one, they're all ready to go in little cases and they're color coordinated and they're in the garage, uh, for that purpose. But I think that's something that all preppers should get. You could get the, the Mr. Heater for a uh, hundred, a hundred dollars, I believe. And then there's a, there's a, a, there's a big one, big version of it too. That's a little bit more money, but, uh, for me, that's like the, the good preps to get. And then there's all there's all sorts of the various precautionary type things or things to prepare for the winter season, like uh, uh, a caulking, like the windows or the, uh, we, the one of the recent things that we did was just kind of uh, uh compre- you had the compressor through the sprinklers because we didn't want to have any kind of broken pipes and doing stuff like that. So uh, but if I had to do what, like one pick for like winter preps, besides military blankets would be uh, the the Mr. Heater
0: and mr for, heater is a fantastic that's like in every that should be like in everyone's like so you've decided to become a prepper yeah. kit. like you've decided to become a prepper what all preppers you? should
1: have mr heater
0: yeah. exactly here's your mr heater that's gonna that be a good one. shovel here yeah. <laughs> that, that,
1: that sounds like an awesome video idea like items that all preppers should have like i think mr heater yeah. is one i think the berkey water filter could be another one there's like some like St- I don't know if they're stereotypical, but like, yeah. the man- like the ones that all preppers like and all preppers would probably recommend. Uh, <laughs> exactly. All right. So when we make stay this, video, stay tuned for a video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when we make this video, come on. Yeah, the buddy. Uh, I see, uh, Joan. Yeah, Mr. Heater is the the buddy heater. Yeah, the buddy heater. Yeah. You know, there's like a, there's a big buddy heater, I think. So.
0: And there's also one that looks like it's it almost looks like a stove. It's a weird. It's a different shape. The the like. The Mister Heaters and the Buddy Heaters kind of are like shaped, kind of like a, an old jukebox or something, where they have like the the canisters on the sides and then the, yep. the heating elements in the middle. Yeah,
1: that's yeah, that's yeah.
0: And then there's one that they make that's like the canisters on top. It's like a heating canister on top, and then there's like a fan in the front of it or something. Um, I've only seen it at, at Coastal Farm and Ranch um, a couple of times, but it's like a different design. I don't know what that design is for exactly
1: but yeah I, at French one can. point i was working on a review video for it and i never I, I have it all filmed and it's like from like six years ago so it's probably archaic now but uh where i had various uh uh thermometers in the room and it was just to seeing how, how much it raised the, the heat and stuff you passed oh, out from the carbon monoxide yeah <laughs> so it, it took a long time to recover <laughs> uh, to go with the, the wool blankets though i always i uh one of the things that i have is uh what a uh, drywallers use for, Uh, attaching the plastic when they're drywalling a room it's it's like these extender rods i i use them in my i call it my dexter keel room kit but it's (laughs) uh, where i have plastic sheeting where it was for pandemic preparedness but you could also use those for the wool blankets and we've done that in the past where we've had blankets uh making uh, like a makeshift room in a uh, a makeshift room and you could use those things and i i think those are pretty awesome to have too. but that's not really a winter prep but
0: I'm uh, yeah. The FBI has entered the chat. prepared. on, the, oh, yeah. on the, oh, no. By the way, for everybody who's watching, if you wouldn't mind, just really quickly hit the like button. Uh, if you're enjoying the conversation, hitting the like button on, on whether you're watching on, on got preps, whether you watch on gas, get dispatch, either way helps YouTube kind of push it out to other people. Uh, so that's kind of the indication to them that we're worthwhile to watch. And hopefully we are. Um, if not, you know, then you're wasting your time and I feel bad for you and I'm sorry about that. We'll try harder next time. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, that's a, that's a good thing. Uh, yes, propane order is, is, can be an issue with, with some of the small heaters, especially if you have a, bit in, a in a confined space. Um, yeah, you can notice it as much when it's open air, but.
1: Yeah, we. I mean, we still feel a little uneasy with it. So I think if you get one of the, the, the lines to attach it to one of the larger propane tanks, that you could technically have that out the window and then use some foam to kind of seal it. So at least that propane's outside of it.
0: And then you can build a tiny house to put it in. And then you can. <laughs>
1: yeah. house, it's like, uh, it's like the, the Russian dolls or whatever. There's a house. Ha- exactly. There's a house, exactly. there's a house there. for the tank. And then, so you, a have house house the and then you have your <laughs> house, your living room, and then you can make your own little tent in there. So.
0: <laughs> oh that is fantastic um all right so to prep or not to prep so i think obviously last week was a tragic week with the tornadoes in kentucky uh, there were i think the death toll i saw was 80 or 100 last time i checked it was it was continuing to climb uh, the pictures are devastating uh, i think we we see this a lot with natural disasters and it got me thinking about um Natural disasters that you can see versus ones you can't. Um, yeah. so for example, you know, a wildfire, you kind of, unless you're right where the spark happened, you have a little bit of warning that the wildfire is coming. If you're a hurricane is coming, you kind of see the glide path of where the hurricane's coming. You have a day or two of notice. Yeah. Things like tornadoes and earthquakes, which you and I, you know, are are prepping a lot for earthquakes, we have no warning. Like we know that they could. Theoretically happen. And so that's why we're preparing for them. But you're not going to get any more. Yep. Um, and it made me think about are there special preparations and things um that that we do or that people should do to kind of prepare for the unpreparable, even though we're preppers that are prepping for things. How meta is that idea,
1: by the yeah, way? i I love the idea that that'd be a great video like uh like having a list of emergencies and then like what's the time like uh that you might have like uh uh, before you know that that's actually going to happen and that's that's i'm always worried about earthquakes sometimes i'm just driving around or walking around i'm like oh my gosh is that is it is this this the earthquake but you're just walking down the street in seattle and all of a sudden you just duck and cover
0: under a mailbox
1: just well i think it's a good exercise for preppers is that oftentimes i'm like okay what if an earthquake happened right now? What do I do? Like, uh, I, I'm always thinking, I, I don't know, maybe I just got nerdy, but that's, that's the kind of stuff that that's I, like okay. I do about. the same
0: thing. I just wasn't going to claim it on, on the stream. So
1: you want to document it through video.
0: I will, I will second that notion. Yeah, exactly.
1: But yeah, Um, I'm always, what, what if Mount Rainier erupted right now? What am I going to do? But the, the the tornadoes are something I'm not, I'm probably not the best person to talk to because we don't have tornadoes up here. So I wouldn't really know. I mean, unless you had, I know that, uh, you'd want to have a a tornado shelter, maybe an Atlas survival shelter for that. But, uh, yeah, it'd be super scary. My my wife is fascinated with tornadoes and she loves watching the movie Twister (laughs) probably watches it once a month or so. But, uh, yeah, I think that one, that one would be super scary. And oftentimes you have not a lot of warning on it. So,
0: yeah, I was thinking about uh, like disaster insurance. Um, so, you know, there's kind of the the physical, like, okay, let's, you know, you get through the the physical moment of the disaster with, yeah. with no, with no warning is the tornado is going to come through and you're going to hide in a shelter or grab onto something. If it's an earthquake, you're ducking and covering, or you're going into, you know, you're not going into a door jam or you are going to a
1: door jam, depending on which. Well, they say no, not, <laughs> which... not to do the door jams anymore. That, yeah, That's, exactly. that's old like, school.
0: That's... Yeah, we learned that growing up, you're supposed to get in a door jam. And now they've changed their mind. That we yeah, when we were little kids, like I guess you yeah. know, you're
1: getting rattled in this door jam. But yeah, <laughs> I was told to go to like uh, the corner of where a wall and the floor is that's away from a window, like an interior one. is. Yeah, so I've, I've heard that is a good idea. And I've heard that's not a good idea. I've yeah. heard
0: Uh, like you go under a table or you don't go under a table. I'm just going to go run into a field. I think is my (laughs) idea. Like if I can't find a field, I will just continue to run. (laughs)
1: I I don't know. I don't know if we ever talked about my, because in Washington, we had the Nisqually earthquake back in 01, I believe. (laughs) And uh, I've never told you the story about what I was doing. Okay. So I, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but okay. (laughs) It's it's okay.
0: (laughs) Do we need Uh, Mrs. Pepper to sign off? Should your mom, should, is she, she does she need to sign off?
1: uh they're, they're they're well aware of the story anyway we had an earthquake in washington it was like a 6.7 it originated uh kind of in the it was called the squally earthquake it was deep in the ground anyway it was the big the last real big earthquake that we've had over here and at the time i was uh I was pretty young and i was uh working i was working at intel at the time and so uh we <laughs> i was in the shower and then I'm like, man, what's going on? And then I, re- and then I realize, oh my gosh, it's an earthquake, and I'm in my, at the time I was in this basement, living in this basement, and uh, and so I go booking outside, completely naked because <laughs> I'm in the shower, <laughs> and I I brought a washcloth to kind of cover up just in case because uh, I didn't want to give the neighbors too much of a show, but and just kind of riding out this uh, <laughs> the earthquake, and uh, and so then uh like the. Uh, like a week later, some of the news stations were having people submit stories and said, Where were you when the earthquake hit? And I set my story all of the about about of so creepy creepy in the video clips of this. So then it was a man running yeah. out of the street started showing yes. up. Yeah, so then it was in the newspaper. Oh, yeah, the Cliff was out naked in his yard because uh, he ran outside because he's worried about the, being in the basement and having a collapse. But that was I my just imagine
0: that not only were you did you run out with the washcloth, but you were also had the hat. I yeah, like, I did yeah. You also no, had was, the hat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's a, you never know when they're going to hit like uh, and like it could be when you're the most vulnerable. So that's why one of the reasons why like, on my EDC, I don't count it at EDC unless it's in the bathroom with me. Like so because <laughs> you never know when something's going to happen. And, it, and it, that kind of originated from being in an earthquake while in the shower. So. That is fantastic. For a second, I
0: thought you were going to say you were taking a shower at Intel. And I was going to be like, wow, this is even better because now yeah, that's, that's a whole lawsuit and all kinds of things. Happening. Yeah, that's, that's something different. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have or have you looked into disaster insurance specifically like yeah. for us, it would be earthquake. But the difference between I think a lot of people assume that if you have homeowners insurance, that that yeah. covers disasters and it really only covers fire. Yeah. It doesn't include floods or tornadoes, or hurricanes or any of that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh, when we we got our house in uh, 2017. And yeah, we, we learned that, that, yeah, it doesn't cover a lot of stuff except for fire. So we actually paid more for like the earthquake and flooding insurance because in in the Seattle area, flooding is like the most common, uh, emergency situation, even though it might not be in all cases like life threatening, but, but we also spend a little extra for the earthquake, but it's still like, it's not like you get that insurance and then if there's an earthquake and your house is is devastated that, Oh, they'll just build you a new house. It's still like, you have to have, I forget how much you have to pay, like down, like, uh, but 20% of the cash, uh, to to, to start the, I forget all the details so don't quote me on it uh those yeah. watching but it's not like it's still uh it's not like oh you got that insurance so you're completely covered it, it it'll you still have to front some money so
0: yeah it's kind of interesting we we we've, we've had uh earthquake insurance for a few years and i think ours is it's like a 15% deductible or something and and they were explaining to us that you know and i think it depends on the policy so it's one of those things call your insurance agent. We are not insurance agents. We are not insurance experts. We're not financial experts. We're barely experts at anything. So like, don't quote us on any of this, call your professional. But, um, when, when I called our agent and was talking to them about it, um, they were explaining that, that if it was a complete, like if the house was destroyed, then they would probably just write us a check minus Yes. The
1: deductible. The deductible. Yeah. That's that's, it was something like that for me too.
0: Yeah. If it was like, okay, there's a crack in the side of the house and it's fixable, but it's expensive. Like, okay, you'd have to pay up to the deductible. Um, But what was interesting for me was that there was also living conditions or living uh, uh, allowances in there. So if the house was damaged or something had happened, we could go somewhere else. And there was like a year's worth, like 12 months worth of living expenses for like rental replacement, like rent replacement and some clothing replacement and some food coverage and stuff. So even if like the house was damaged and we couldn't live in it, but we had to wait to save up the money or access the money or whatever, we could still go and evacuate and find somewhere to be and be safe. Because I think if If Cascadia happens like the West Coast, it's not going to be a fun place to live, but like Chicago or Kansas City or New York or anywhere else will be probably fine. Um, So if we can get there and you get a hotel room or an apartment or whatever, um, that there will be money in that policy to kind of reimburse and help get you on your feet while you're trying to figure it out, Um, which was an interesting clause that I, I wasn't aware of.
1: Yeah. One of the things we also looked in with our house is uh, reinforcing our foundation because we're technically on a hill. And so we have a daylight basement uh, and we're on as a prepper. I'm just worried about this stuff. So we we're worried about, oh, if there's a big mudslide or something uh, like are we protected from that. So uh, we're at some point we'd like to invest in. You could basically have these rods that drill down to your, the the bedrock, and so your so if there's a bad earthquake or some kind of slide or something, your your house is locked into place. But it, it's pretty expensive, those Oh, things. that's interesting. But yeah, that's one of the things that we're looking for for kind of earthquake too. I see some a couple little uh, <laughs> comments about the the shower scene, and then uh the EDC bump cat in shower your shower scene. Yeah, yeah I'm
0: gonna have this be our question as we go into as we go. Into, as we go oh, into okay. The, sorry, there's questions. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna flip flip the graphic here. So oh, hold nice. on. Just, let's just. Because because it's first, the only question first. I see right now, so we're going to use it for the questions. So okay. the big question is, Cliff, do you EDC see a bump cap in your Kangol hat?
1: I looked into it. So uh, do, I, the the Kangol hat is kind of uh, it's part of my branding, but uh, no, uh, <laughs> not not all the time. It the 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 bump cap works good with the wool version of the Kangol hat because it's a little domier I guess so it doesn't look funny but when you have it in like this is the vent the vent air one for Kango, which is a uh, uh has air so if you can breathe a little bit uh that uh it, it looks funny so it looks like I have I don't know it just looks a little funny so no not in the Kangol but in my baseball caps I have a bump cap insert so I have some other when I want to go in disguise uh, I'll I'll take off the Kangol and I'll put on a normal baseball cap and I have I have bump caps in there and they're awesome so
0: yeah, I uh, I actually a, a, again I watched your video about I don't know if it was a video about bump caps or if it was your live stream with EDC TV where you were talking about bump caps.
1: Yeah, I, I did a video on bump caps, and then uh, we probably talked about it in another one. So,
0: and and so yeah. So as a result of that, as per usual, when Tub says, "Hey, check this out," I ordered eight of them. Um, well, I I didn't <laughs> need awesome. them, but I just ordered them and and add them. So.
1: Are you starting a bump cap business now? Is that <laughs> yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. Well, what was it, inter- what I was thinking about actually with it was my kids, because we have like the, the hard hats and stuff that we keep in the garage for us. And we keep them by our bed just in case. Yeah. Something. Nice. But they don't make them in kid sizes. And I was oh. like, well, what am I going to do for the kids? And the bump cap was like, oh, well, we can get bump caps for them. Um, and put them in their baseball caps and it won't be scary for them but it'll also give them some protection it's not going to be like a hard hat or that's an awesome
1: idea i mean like if you don't want to go the hard hat i mean hard hat would be better but if you don't want to go that for whatever reason due to head sizes and stuff that having a whole bunch of bump cap insert caps would be better than nothing like and and when I made that video, like a, a few people, like they wrote me later that, Hey, I bought one of those because you said to, and it was, I was really glad I did because I was up in my attic and I ran into a nail and it protected my head and I would have been really messed up or someone else uh, tripped at work and they hit their head on like some metal uh, piece of metal or it would have really, really messed them up, but they had the bump cap insert. So, uh, but I love the idea of, uh, instead of uh, a hard hat for earthquake or for whatever purposes that you have bump cap inserts as a, uh, I think that's awesome.
0: Yeah. And so now actually we've got, um, we've kind of transitioned where now the kids have their kind of setup. up, uh, it, it do we should say this for the next video, but I'm going to ask anyway. Okay. Uh, so, you know, the things you put next to your bed, you yeah. know, gloves, shoes and all that sort of stuff. So we've started having the kids also do a similar thing. Um, they have slippers, they have their, uh, we got them the gloves that, you know, leather gloves and stuff. They got to pick out whichever kind they wanted. Um, but now we actually keep, we got uh skateboard helmets um, and they nice. keep those in kind of like a little, one of those little fabric cube drawer things. So they have their, their slippers, their gloves and their, their helmet there and it tucks away. And so nobody knows it. Um, That's an awesome what's idea. Of, what's kind of fun is my son was very much into this sort of thing. He wanted a Leatherman. He was all excited. And recently my daughter has become really excited. And so she's started putting her like, Emergency caches in her room, so she has like her emergency clothes that she set yeah. out. So you know, if she ever needed to run out and, and she was wearing pajamas, she could put on clothes. And I'm like, sweetheart, that's fantastic. But like, we're running out of the house. I don't care what you're wearing. We're just getting you out. Of
1: yeah. I, I, well, the shoes and the gloves are important, and the and the hat. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love the idea of, of of how to store that kind of stuff in a way that still makes your room you don't want your room to look too prepper like. So you uh, uh, you could do that in any kind of room. I think that's great. It sounds like a great video. How many great videos? I think like we have got, you we've
0: got fantastic videos. They're yeah, just, I, what I've learned is, is that this show is less about telling people about things and more us brainstorming great video ideas. Yeah, I love, that, that. we okay. can come out with
1: <laughs> some other YouTube channels. Ha ha. I'm going to. Yeah, exactly. Right <laughs> are there scouts on here? Are people watching this? Yeah,
0: <laughs> um. All right. Well, I think we are way over time. Um, yeah there's a couple great. other
1: questions there's a couple other questions uh yeah we, we this it kind of went by really quickly this one uh, it
0: always does it always God, does i try to get us out at six o'clock because yeah. i don't want mom to be pissed and then you're always like but no let's talk longer
1: and I yeah, look well, like I, I yeah i just my, my son <laughs> and i we have a boy scout meeting the uh, troop meeting tonight but i see something about fire extinguishers uh, uh let's see okay, yes yep, I yeah i think it. it's uh yeah, uh, I yeah I have a lot of fire extinguishers. I, I have them on all the vehicles. I have them uh, where, where the barbecue is. I have them in the kitchen. I have them in the garage. And then I think it's good to have like a, a larger one and on each floor. Uh, I'm actually due to to replace uh, to get uh, to refill a couple of them. So, but yeah, I, I I think fire extinguishers are awesome. And I guess if you really needed to, they could be a self-defense weapon too because they're they're big and heavy. But
0: <laughs> have you tried the fire blankets? I
1: I, oh. I have I tried it or.
0: Or have you heard like yeah? (laughs) It's one of those things that you see, and then when like when you're looking at fire extinguishers, all of a sudden you get the Facebook ads about. Yeah, I have one. uh,
1: I have one over here, but I haven't I haven't lit myself on fire and tried it yet. But uh,
0: well, okay, (laughs) tune in next week for (laughs) episode four. We have a special show for you you next week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Here, I saw this other question. Um, Shower scene. Uh, I hope Cliff's mom isn't here.
1: Yeah, I know, she, she might not be here. You, you never know, though. But uh, she knows about that story, and I, I think she tells it to her friends. So. Uh,
0: oh, oh, uh, moldy soldier. Uh, you know what? We fooled ourselves. So hello to you. Goodbye in a second. Uh, but, you know, thanks for stopping. Thanks for doing yeah.
1: before- it. I love the name moldy soldier. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i feel like he just needs to like dry off like can we yeah. let him inside or something um let's see ED,
1: edc uh, EDC yep. self-defense options other than firearms i think yeah a lot of people focus on the firearms and not everyone i mean we have a worldwide audience and not everyone has access to the firearms one of the things that i we did in my home i, I talked about it on the uh, lifting preparedness is uh i put pepper i have a pepper spray or actually it's pepper gel and i have one for well not I carry that for EDC purposes, but I also have them for all of our exterior doors in the home. So like, just in case, like I have it where it's only, I could actually reach it. And I, and you can't even really notice that it's there, but I have it on Velcro attached to the walls, but uh, uh, for EDC, self-defense other than firearms. uh, Well, I think uh, the one that in Seattle I think is really good is there's a security umbrella. I did a review of it uh, years back and it's like an indestructible umbrella that uh, would, would be a good self-defense item. It's like, it's unbreakable. You could stand on it and it's not going to do anything. So.
0: Yeah. The, the pepper gel, I think that was one of those, when I was first starting out and, and, you know, firearms wasn't a thing that that I was necessarily considering. And, and yeah. uh, I actually went, drove up, I actually drove up to Seattle and thought we were going to be in a situation where that was going to be a thing. And I came home and and I asked some of my self-defense specialist friends that I have, because um, I believe in having specialists that know more than you do about things, yeah. and you ask them, the experts. So I called them and said, "Hey, what do you? What can I do?" And and they recommended it. Um, the clear thing was though, not pepper spray, but pepper ge- pepper, pepper gel, pepper. pepper <laughs> I like
1: that. Yeah, pepper exactly. Gel. Pepper
0: pepper gel um, because the pepper spray, depending on the wind, yeah. can actually go blow it back in your face, or it can blow it into your family's face if you're you know out together or something the pepper gel actually goes in a straight line and sticks to wherever it lands. Yeah. So, it's kind of
1: like, um, it's like the, uh, the Dilophosaurus from Jurassic park where it sprayed the guy in the face. Yeah. And you, I mean, you have to wipe it, <laughs> and it off. Starts and melting. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah,
0: so that I think is good. Um, I've also found you can get like the batons, um,
1: the collapsible batons. Now, I don't um, know how, le- how legal those are, but it know.
0: depends on where you are. Okay. uh and it depends
1: it, on you're in portland like, like, like a,
0: <laughs> yeah exactly we have you're in antifa country so maybe I don't, <laughs> I don't, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. okay over there <laughs> <laughs> it's it's antifa open carry down here yeah, it's, it's just yeah. all of the things
1: you can do Yeah, one what of the want. perks of being in the portland area i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah we just watch the building burn and and play the bongos and it's fantastic um, yeah, I guess for you, you could have Molotov cocktails and all those. Yeah,
0: well, when you need to unwind easy. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, but yeah, so that's one of those things that um, it fits in my laptop bag and, and yep. it fits. I have one next to the bed, um, you know, cause it fits in a drawer um, as opposed to um, other things that might be longer or something like that. Um, so those are the sorts of things. And I think also, as you go through the preparedness journey, there are things that you acquire at the beginning and then over time you swap out. So uh, you have kind of like your primary stuff is always changing to whatever your latest and greatest is. So, um, you know, the batons were something I got initially and then I went with the pepper gel and then I've got some other things. And and so you kind of mix it up and, and then you kind of space it out. Depending on the situation.
1: Yeah, I have some props, but uh, so yeah, so definitely show and tell uh, time. The the prepper gel, but yeah. uh, (laughs) But on on all my bags now, it's not really self. I guess it's self defense, but I I have the ballistic shields in all of mine. So the ones made by uh, uh, I'll space it on the name. It's the the soft shell ones, but those that's technically could protect from uh, from knives as well. So uh, if you're worried about that, depending on how rough your neighborhood is, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I just ordered. Uh, I just ordered them for all of our
0: daily bags. I got ours from AR
1: 500. Yeah, uh, AR 500 has good ones. I can't yeah. believe we're talking. We never yeah, would have exactly. talked about this five years ago, but now with everything, it's like <laughs> it's it's like commonplace. But uh, man, what's the? I'm spacing on the name now. I got to open this up to see. I, we got. I got to give the company a shout out. Oh yeah, a uh, uh, Premier Body Armor is the one that I use. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, but they—they they have their stuff. form fit to the bags. I think I think every backpack should have one of those in there. Why not? And yeah, e- even if there's a 0.1% chance of it actually being used, I'd rather have it there. And I kind of I think back of like the movie 300 where they had all of their shields. Like if everyone had these in their backpacks, you could uh, you have some protection. So yeah, exactly, exactly. So better to have it and not need it. Yeah. than to not
0: have yeah. it in and wish you had
1: it. In the soft ones, you have to replace like every five years. I'm not sure why they like expire, but. Uh, yeah, they, uh, they had a shelf life. I was like, what is this isn't, this isn't yeah, it's cheese. Like cottage I don't cheese. understand. It's like cottage cheese. But, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like that's one of those things where they like say that, but it's really not like they put it there well, for, some for like liability purpose, purposes, but yeah, it really exactly. doesn't, uh, like, especially with the metal ones. I'm like, how is the metal one gonna not work in 30 years? Like it's yeah. metal.
1: yeah but anyway
0: questions you know what we should have like a a guest spot with with uh with uh some of those expert people and and see like does it really expire um all right. Well, now that we have gone, now that we've we gone into body armor, which is the place yeah. I didn't
1: think we would ever <laughs> we, go. We went full prepper. We went we full prepper there. You never, never go full prepper. We all We got to pull ourselves back. We got to pull yeah, it out. Pull it back. Pull it back. Um, if you haven't
0: already, go ahead hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. The thumbs up really uh, makes a difference for us. Uh, go ahead and hit the notifications so you'll get the notifications every week when we do the show. If you have questions for next week, leave them in the comments. Uh, that's always a good thing. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, share it all over the social media, all over the interwebs. Let everybody know about it. Uh, the new number one podcast for, uh, for non-preppers and preppers alike. Um, I think casual prepper podcast is probably the number one podcast for preppers. Yeah, they're, they're We're the number awesome. one for non-preppers and preppers. Yeah, yeah. We'll make that distinction. Um, thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next week. Tup, have a wonderful week. Yeah, we'll, we'll chat later and uh, we'll be back next week. Sounds great. Thanks a lot. Bye, everybody.